Welcome to episode 4 of season 3 of Delving Into Dance. This episode is with the stunning, Helpman-nominated Samantha Hines. But first, a big thank you to you, the listeners, and particularly to those that have been donating. This podcast is testimony to your support. And a special shout-out to donor Beck Reed, dance extraordinaire herself, whose donation helped to get this episode ready for you. Samantha was actually staying at Beck's house when we recorded this episode. So let's get started. Samantha Hines started her extraordinary career at ADT. She entered the world of freelance, working with the likes of Delving Into Dance interviewees Gideon Obazanik, Lucy Guerin and Stephanie Lake. I spoke to Samantha while she was preparing to open Pile of Bones for Stephanie Lake, after which she was going back to Townsville to join the company Dance North. I started by asking, where did dance start? Uh, I was six and I did um, classes at this place called Eddinghausen's in the Shire in Sydney. <laughs> and yeah, I did tap, jazz, ballet, lyrical, yeah, all of that. And then when I got to about 15, I remember looking at my electives at school and going nothing here except dance, art or textiles holds me and you could only have a certain amount of points from each category. And someone handed me a brochure for Evanbow in Sydney yeah, and it, and I just thought, oh, I'll just go to that. <laughs> so I went there for two years and then New Zealand School of Dance for three and then ADT from there. Yeah, yeah. wow. Did yeah. you have a dance mum? No. Mum's the opposite. She had no, I was always the naughty one that like had all the things flying off and like her makeup not done, you know, like just terrible, the really dodgy kid. But I preferred that. Yeah, I remember being bullied once when I was 12 and mum wanted to step in and I said, mum, just, you know, it's best if you don't. And I think it was best because it would have escalated and then she would have got involved and, you know, all that. But I remember vividly loving that she was not involved and. Yeah, made life a lot easier. Within dance, you were yeah. bullied. Yeah. Oh, just my, um, you know, the, especially growing up in a big dance school, it's there's, you know, a lot of hormones. <laughs> yeah. And I was always in between the age groups. Yeah, so I was always put up older. I was a lot taller and, yeah, so that's just how it was. But I, I don't really carry much of that. Was it really competitive? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it also makes you a better dancer in a way. I know that's bad to say, but it's like um, you want to, you're so eager to please at that age, you know, and to get, you know, at the front was the big deal. So, you know, you really wanted to be able to do the splits and get your, get the solo and get the, you know, but not now. I'm not like that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we're just talking off tape, but about that gender thing and that. Yeah that need or that want to please is often written about as um, why women don't step forward. Yeah. It's because they're trying to please. and. But there's also that thing of, you know, women sometimes can cut down other women, mm. you know, and it's not a very supportive, not all the time, I'm not saying that, but, yeah, definitely growing up at that kind of age, if you're like, yeah, this is me, some girls just like <laughs> don't, don't appreciate it. So when you started 
after New Zealand School of Dance, mm. got a pretty big break working for ADT. Yeah, it was my dream. I started going there when I was 16. So I did five secondments over, I think it was four years. Yeah, And in my last secondment, Gary saw me and said, come audition. And I did and got it. So I was lucky enough. But yeah, it was always the dream. I, yeah. A lot of money and a lot of time spent harvesting that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because the secondment thing is so big in dance and I don't so think a lot big. of people yeah. realise how many hours go into yeah. securing the small number of jobs that there are. Yeah. And um, I think when you're doing them as well, you're not quite aware of how the people that you're doing them alongside will become the industry with you. And it's not till now that I realise everyone I know I've actually met when I was, you know, 18 doing my secondment (laughs) alongside me. Yeah, so I I think that's really nice, you know, and it's a good lesson to remember, you know, everyone around you is going to be in there. Was that a wake-up call when you started working professionally about Uh, what the industry actually was? Yeah, yeah. And especially third year at school, you know, you do first year and you're the bottom middle year and you're getting up there and then third year you feel like yeah okay this is who I am you know I've got these abilities my weaknesses are this and then you go to a company it's just like like you're not even yes how do I explain it um it's just like back to bit square one really yes but it's good I would say it's a really good learning curve to always keep you humble I suppose yeah (laughs) yeah Yes. There's a lot of people that do the whole school thing. They have their eyes and their dreams set on becoming a dancer. Yeah. And then when that kind of becomes a reality, it doesn't necessarily marry up with... No. And especially um, full-time, actually. Full-time is really difficult. Um, oh, and so is uh, freelancing in different ways. But full-time is like you have to be on all the time. You have to be good all the time. You have to be... A reason why you have got the job and not the next person, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot of um, pressure, especially like for me. I came out of school eight weeks later. We were on the road for three months with a show in Europe, and so for me, never have been to Europe. Brand new group of people who were all very bonded, and I was just out of school. It was quite an experience. Yeah, it was very telling i did cry for a long time <laughs> every night in the shower yeah yeah that's really hard yeah but i did eventually find my feet there and got the best friends like i still call them my family now so i think it's just a bit of teething or something you know? yeah yeah and because adt is a company that does spend so much time overseas yeah yeah i went in my three years there i did europe five times and Indonesia once, and I think that's it, actually. But, yeah, a lot of Europe Europe loves them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, France especially, yeah, which is really great, you know. For a young dancer, like, who gets paid to go that many times doing what they love? No one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did you find French audiences? They loved it. Yeah, I really love it. They do this thing where it's like a slow clap. And you get so many encores. I think seven was our num- our record. Oh, my and God. For this tour, and we're trying to beat it. <laughs> so, like, in Oz, you don't get more than three, you know. But yeah. seven encores was, like, that was the bomb. Yeah. Yeah, I always find that when I'm watching dance or performance, particularly in Europe. 
Yeah. Just the number of encores. Yeah. And the Australian in me is just like, okay, yeah. my hands are sore now. Exactly. Yeah. You're very good, but yeah. you're not that good. Can yeah. we go home now? <laughs> but I tell you, the interesting part is the French won't clap if they don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I vividly remember standing on stage and there was a woman right up the front who didn't clap. And just that affected me so much watching her going, how can everyone else clap? And she's just sitting there. We busted our balls, but. Yeah, it was still good. <laughs> well, that's the thing about performance, though, isn't it? Like, not everyone's going to like it. Yeah. And it's going to move people in different ways. Exactly, yeah. Especially, you know, like ADT shows. Yeah. They can't, like, it's either you love them or you hate them, and it's either, there's no in-between. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is kind of powerful in itself. Definitely. I think so. Um, so moving on from ADT mm-hmm. and moving into independent life. Freelance world. Freelance yeah. world. That's so different again. Yeah. I really, really like freelancing. <laughs> yeah. But I've been, I've had a really lucky break because because I had the exposure in ADT, I met everyone I've worked with since while I was there. So I didn't have to go around and do the auditions or the, you know, little comments again. I really, really already had the connections. So, yeah, it was good for me and I... I caught out and then like a couple of weeks later, Kyle and Amber um, from Dance North, they called me and were like, hey, you want to come down to Melbourne? Lucy's doing a show. We need a body. And I was like, sure. And then I they, they I got along with Lucy really well and they liked me doing their stuff. So they found a way to put me in the show. And then Steph contacted me and it's just been like kind of barreling like that. And it's been really great. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You don't have the structure of the daily like routine and all that kind of stuff. No. Is that hard? Um, or is that what's so freeing? I, f- I personally found it freeing because while you are not working, you can work on the things or have a break from dance. You're not having to be creative all the time or pushing yourself to the limit continuously. You can have a breather and maybe do yoga or do, you know, I found F45 was really great. <laughs> F45. It's like interval training okay. for 45 minutes. But only when I would only do that in the last like two weeks before a gig was coming because it gets you really fit and it's, yeah. But everyone's got their own thing, you know. I'm working with Marlo Benjamin right now and she does yoga every day without fail at 6 a.m., you know, and she says without that she can't survive. So it's, and she's freelance as well. So I don't know. Everyone's got their own way of managing, and that was mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that idea, like your body is still the instrument. Yeah. Yeah. And so to keep that in check and to keep that ready for employment. Yeah. And ready for work is. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's the fine line between the full time and the um, freelancers because full time you are really fit all the time because you're always moving every day, you're always dancing. But you also get so creatively drained, you know, you're just always having to produce. Um, Whereas the other way is you are so creatively stimulated in freelance world, but then like physically you have to maintain that. And yeah, it's it's a juggle either way, I feel. Yeah. Do you want to make your own work? No. (laughs) I I don't really have any passion for that. No, I, I really don't really know what I want to do, but I know I don't want to do that. <laughs> I know that's bad. Everyone says they do, but no, That's not, not bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> it just means you're going against the grain. Yeah. I, but I've never stopped. That's the thing. For the past, like, 10 years I've been full-time, and I wonder if I 
took like even a year off, I'd be like, ah, someone, you know, give me a studio. I'm not sure. Yeah. So um, maybe ask me again in like, I don't know, 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. you'll be a world famous choreographer. Uh, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, this recording will haunt you. Oh, yeah, probably. I'll regret it. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, working on projects this year, so you're working yeah. with Dance North on a tractor. Yeah. With, with Lucy Guerin and Gideon Obazani. Yeah, yeah. And then you've been working on Pilot Bones with Stephanie Lay. Yeah. And then another Dance North show. Yeah, Tectonic. Tectonic. Yeah. And I was doing one, I was supposed to be in one uh, with Lena Limassani, but the dates clashed. But I did do the first uh, development of that, and that was amazing actually i really enjoyed it yeah so everything's very varied and different which is really nice but i've actually signed on to dance north now as like a full-time dancer (laughs) oh wow so you're going back into from freelance world back into the i know company structure yeah it's definitely taken an adjustment again (laughs) yeah and townsville as well as an adjustment yet again um i'm I really enjoy working there and I really love the people Um, and I really believe in Kyle and Amber's vision artistically and they always get the best people up there so I kind of feel like it's a freelance life without moving. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because they've gotten, like last year they had Lucy and Gid and they had um, Ross McCormack, Stephanie Lake, uh, Lee Searle, uh, who else? I can't remember. A whole bunch of amazing yeah. artists just come up and make work on them. Like, who does that? <laughs> and yeah. it's warm and it's yeah, tropical. It is. And... It's like a paradise out there until the summer. Yeah. I'm yet to embrace one of those, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I've just joined. So, I'll, once again, I'll talk to him in a year or so and see how I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might be killing, you know, Townsville by then. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a really interesting kind of time for the company and I guess the last the last two years really have been. Yeah, they're really um, dominating. Of... I, yeah. yeah. The the dancers there are phenomenal. Like I watch them and just go, I don't know where you've come from or what they've been doing to you in the past because most of them in their three years, they just look amazing and are so creative and like inspiring to be around so it's really nice yeah yeah environment to yeah hang out (laughs) and it's great to see a regional company have such a big profile yeah Yeah. um in the dance circles anyway like it's really exciting and it's funny um townsville is starting to get to know them as well which is a nice shift because i don't think they've had much recognition in the past couple years so it's yeah Quite fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying myself up there. <laughs> well, the community should be really proud of them because they're taking <laughs> the Townsville name all over Australia. Yeah. I just don't know if they quite understand what contemporary dance is up there, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I think Australia's still got a little way to go there. <laughs> to be honest, you could take contemporary dance to a lot of audiences and they wouldn't necessarily know what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, I think my parents are still going there too. <laughs> Supportive as ever, but yeah. <laughs> They're waiting for you to get a real job. Oh no, mum's mum's fully embraced it. I think dad, he's just um, maybe a bit confused by it. Yeah, but he's still proud, so it's nice. That's cute. Yeah. Do they come and see you perform much? Yeah, they're coming down on the 
next weekend to Pile of Bones. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. They're so cute. And my brother, who hasn't seen me dance in like five years, so that'll be cool. What's your brother do? He's a policeman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Different ends of the spectrum. Oh, yeah, completely. Dad's a school teacher and mum works in like family, like uh, social work. Yeah. So you're talking about the shift from training into professional life. Mm, Yeah. And, you know, some of those wake-up calls. Yeah. What have been some of those moments in your career where you've gone, wow, this makes it pay off? Like, this is the payoff for all that work. This is the payoff. Um, I'm not, uh, I couldn't give you, like, one particular one. Um, but generally performing gets that for me. I'm not so much interested in the process, and I know a lot of people are, but I, I like performing. That's where I feel the most um, stimulated. And generally, you can ask me after what I thought of how I went. <laughs> And when it's a good night, that's when I go, yeah, this is worth the sacrifices you make. Yeah. Yeah. And this is worth all the time and money, especially money from my parents. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah. What's a good night feel like? Uh, how do I explain it? Mm. It's really yeah. hard. I know it's really hard to yeah. put something that's so physical yeah. and chemical into words. Yeah. It's like. It's just an energetic thing. Um, you can feel when you're connected to the audience and when they're buying what you're doing, I, I believe. And everyone on stage, when they're buzzing together, you know, it's left unsaid, but at the end everyone will know if it's a good show or not. And, and you can't really describe it to anyone who's not there. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like a... Big love sesh <laughs> yeah. between the dancers and the audience as well, yeah. And does it leave you energised or do you feel yeah. absolutely wrecked afterwards? No, it's it's quite interesting. When it's good night, I am pumped, like so wanting to just let's go party and have a good time because <laughs> that was great and I don't need anyone to tell me it was great or anything because I just feel fully content with what I've just done, you know. But on the bad nights, it's the opposite. I'm like, someone tell me it was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, no, I don't know how to describe it, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's a really good description. And yeah. um, I was saying to somebody last week that it's so interesting because as an audience member, yeah, sometimes you notice when a show's a bit off. Yeah. But often you don't. Yeah, right. And so somebody will tell you afterwards, well, that was a really, that was Crappy not show. a great show. Yeah. And you're like, oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. oh, I wonder what a good one looks like. Yeah, yeah. And maybe a good one wouldn't actually look that different. Yeah, yeah. But it obviously feels so different because dance is that embodied practice. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really interesting and it's really hard to explain that to somebody yeah. that doesn't have that lived experience. No, and also if you're not quite appreciative of what they're doing, you know, like of the art. So if I had never seen... I don't know, heavy metal. I don't really like heavy metal. <laughs> if I just went along to a show, I think I wouldn't appreciate it that much. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that makes no sense. We can delete that bit. <laughs> no, no, I think it does make sense. It's like yeah. the appreciation of the work or the discipline. Yeah. I yeah. took my dad um, 
a month ago or so to see Sydney Dance Company. Okay. And he's never seen dance. Yeah, yeah. And it was really beautiful because he's a visual artist. Oh, nice, yeah. And I was talking to him at interval and he was like, oh, you know, spatially, like he, he saw the body spatially and he saw the colour and yeah. the textures of what they were communicating. And yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't really get it. And I said, well, yeah. you don't need to yeah, get it, Dad. Like but yeah. he really understood the form. And thinking about it, actually, dance is probably the closest performing art to visual arts. That's how I describe contemporary, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's just um, live live visual art. Yeah. That, you know, you're not meant to understand it. It's what how it affects you, you know, unless it's a narrative, of course. But, yeah, that's kind of my way of... Explaining yeah. to people who ask me. <laughs> so there's the bodies communicating as a palette within space. Yeah. And how that's composed yeah. is what you get the images from yeah. with lighting, with sound, whatever. But it yeah. is that experience. Whereas theatre on the whole relies more on text. Music relies more on the sounds. Yeah. That actually, um, I guess like a canvas, a stage becomes a canvas in contemporary dance. It does, Definitely. And it's like what you're portraying is where you put the bodies, how you put the bodies, you know, and what the energy of what they're doing yeah. is maybe how bright or vivid the colour is or, you know, that's definitely how I see it. Talk about my dad. He's beautiful, the most beautiful man in the world. Um, but he is not from the arts. He has no real art, artistic um, want or need, you know, and... To have him experience some contemporary dance shows and the ones I've been in, you know, overall, he generally likes the more um, easily accessible ones, you know. And I, although I try and go, how great is this show? You know, to me it's so dense and rich, but to him he's just seeing, you know, a naked person walking around the space. You know, it's not. And he represents the general public for me, so I think, oh, what would my dad think of this show? Yeah. And it, and I don't know how you would ever access it unless you're interested, you know. So what are some of the ones that he prefers? Like what style? He, he really loved um, like G from ADT. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if you've ever seen G, but it's yeah. highly physical, lots of tricks, and um, the concept is very clear. You know, yeah. there's a full storyline to follow, and if not, you're just astounded by the moves, you know, and, and he really enjoyed that and... Whereas other ones I've been in, he was kind of like, mm, not my favourite. <laughs> he likes seeing you work hard, yeah. basically. see you sweat and, yeah. you know, see the um, capabilities that they're not ever able to achieve, I suppose, yeah. other than, you know, if you were to walk around naked on a stage, which is totally, you know. G is certainly that work, though, in terms of physicality and yes. physical, like, that's a workout. Oh, my gosh, yes. I think we worked out, it was like 4Ks of extra running, so you're like, you sprint, you do the thing on the stage and then you sprint around the back to get onto your next crossing. And they've, yeah, someone said there was about four Ks of extra running behind the scenes that no one sees. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But I, I was fit and I loved it. Yeah. Well, I think I saw that when you were very new in the company, actually. Yeah. I was just like a couple months in. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we did the Aussie tour. <laughs> Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah. Um, so Tant's career is often short. Mm-hmm. And you've indicated that you don't want to be a choreographer potentially at this yeah. stage. Yeah. If you weren't a dancer, what would you be doing? It's <laughs> a good question, but I don't. I really like to draw. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm good at it by any means, but I would really love to learn. Yeah. And I 
really love textiles. So I'm just going back to my year nine, you know, electives again. <laughs> but uh, I would love to just go down an avenue and just see how we go, you know, maybe study illustration or um, go into not fashion design but maybe costume design because I'd know what's good for the body. But, yeah, I really don't know and I'm quite okay with that. I know that's a weird thing to say but I, I feel like I'll just be wake up one day and go, oh, I'm all of a sudden like a graphic designer. Yeah, you know? I don't know how that transition happened, but it's going to happen. You know, <laughs> Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, we'll just see. <laughs> Once again, I'll hit you up in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit you up in 10 years because yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing now. Yeah, no, um, it's a good place to be. It is. Yeah, because anything, anything up, you know, is good. <laughs> yeah. Everything is a possibility, which is cool. And they're all different experiences. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, life is just a selection of experiences. So as yeah. long as you're having fun yeah, as you go. Yeah. I, and I, I really want babies. <laughs> it's a new thing. It's only been in the past couple of years, but I definitely want a family, I think. Yeah. Even with a man or not, <laughs> I don't mind, but I want puppies. So we'll see about that. Would you want your kids to do dance? No. <laughs> no. That's so interesting. Stephanie, like, said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine Steph saying that. But, yeah, no. I, like, I don't want to ever push them into anything they wouldn't want, you know. And I feel like if they were to dance, they would feel the pressure, you know, to even, like, it wouldn't be fun. I would. I really would like them to do drawing or, you know make stuff (laughs) get creative yeah yeah you know how much hard work it is yeah and also i don't want them to face the bitchiness of it like there's okay contemporary is not a bitchy world but there's definitely aspects of politics and things like that which i've been told is in every world but i don't want them to ever face that so for me no (laughs) what's the politics um it's just very subtle but there's, there's definitely undercurrents of what you should and shouldn't do and things like that and, like, uh, hierarchies and, you know, definitely in companies and things yeah. like that, which, you know, you don't see outright, but when you're in there, there's definitely an understated kind of power thing. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Did you ever – did you learn that game? Is um, it, like, something that you become – I think you learn it as you grow in dance from a very young age, you know, the teacher has favourites and you know it and if you're not a favourite, you have to try and work to be a favourite and it's just stems from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I quite think, intense. Yeah. I think you make a lot of sacrifices to be a dancer, yeah, as well, which I wouldn't want my kids to do. It's yeah. interesting because somebody was telling me quite recently and it, it makes total sense that your best friends in dance are also the same people that are competing for every single job <laughs> that you're going for, every single role when they give it, divvy it up, you know. Like, yeah, I don't think of it like that, hey. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I kind of go, uh, there's a role and it's perfect for someone and they're like all of my friends who are dancers, which are most of my friends, um, are very individual you know, and that's what I love about contemporary is the weirder you are, the more unique you move, the more you're going to get hired for that particular role, you know. 
So that's okay by me. I'm like, yeah, everyone, if someone gets sick, great, good on you. You're obviously suited to it, yeah. But you have to learn that at a young age as well. Growing up, you get a bit upset without realising that, and then the more you grow, the more you realise, oh, obviously, they're like, you know, they move like five million metres in a second. (laughs) That's a really interesting thing too about contemporary and that idea that it is the individuality that is rewarded. Yeah. So if you embrace those flaws or those things about yourself that even you want to change, they're actually the things that set you apart and that become your asset. Totally, 100%. Like I've got noodle arms, right? Like I (laughs) cannot retain strength. Technical term, noodle arms. (laughs) And I cannot retain strength for the life of me. But because... I don't have the strength, I've got the flexibility. And a lot of my roles, they encounter me using this noodle kind of um, quality that I've been able to embrace. If I had muscle and, like, it would inhibit that and I would not be hired probably (laughs) because of my noodle arms. (laughs) So what would you want to say to, like, young dancers that are navigating this Um, potential career or field where they feel like they don't have it? Yeah, I... I go, I've taught a little bit. I'm not the greatest teacher. I don't think it's my forte. Um, But I really encourage people to do every style in the world because eventually it will go into your pathways so you will gain all that access and you will become the most, um, what's it called? Versatile. Versatile dancer you can possibly be. And through that, learning all of that, you will gain a style and people, you know, you will naturally, your body will naturally adapt to something more than something else and then you will just harvest that style and the more you do it, the more you're likely to get hired, yeah. But if you get stuck on one thing, I feel like you become two-dimensional and people lose interest very fast. I think it's called like institutionalised, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was talking to... Um, interviewed Melanie Lane yeah. um, for one of the episodes of this season. And She's amazing. I was relaying a story to yeah. her about a young dancer I was talking to who's a teenager yeah. and has just got to that point that they've realised that they're not going to be that ballet dancer. Yes. And they've grown up, I guess, with the images of tutus and point shoes and yeah. that is the pathway of professional dance. And I had this conversation I was like, oh, look, there are so many other options. Like there are so many. And personally, I think the more exciting options um, and she was just kind of coming to terms with that. And I hope she does because, well, you know, people drop out, you know, but uh, it is that real, it was breaking for her. Yeah. Like it was that moment of going, my body doesn't do that. So I can't do this practice. horrible. (laughs) Ballet is a whole nother world, though. Yeah. Ballet is just cutting. Yeah. And I luckily I lost the love for ballet at a very young age. But I've seen a lot of dancers go through that exact thing where they want to be ballerinas and then get to about 14 and realise they don't have what it takes to make it. Because select few do. It's a really hard industry. You know? And it's genetics. Like, it actually just at the end of the day, it, come to, it comes down to genetics. Yeah. Genetics and... If you don't have that percentage, so much hard work and sacrifice, like 
you need to change your body shape. You know, they want people who haven't really hit puberty, basically, you know. <laughs> and I, I, I really appreciate the art form and I think they're amazing people to make it. But if you don't make it, there are, yeah, there's so many ways you could, you know, enjoy your dance career outside of that. <laughs> yeah. Like contemporary where, you know, you could be obese, but if you moved like liquid, someone would love that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't really know what else to say there. <laughs> but it is. It's that sense that there are, it's about honouring the bodies that people have got. Yeah. And, and its limitations. In um, in the sense of dance, or it could be anything, like where do you look for inspiration or who do you admire? Oh, who, who do I admire? It changes daily. <laughs> what about today? Today, um, probably my peers. They're really amazing. And as I really love people who are equally in the dance world as they are people. You know, they have that balance really well. So they're not dance-obsessed. They go, oh, you know, I really like dance, but I want to, you know, I'm a person first. That to me is number one. So my peers are like Milo Benjamin, Jack Zeezing and Harrison Ritchie jones and the director Steph Lake on this show. And, yeah, the way Steph interacts as a director, not only as a choreographer, is incredible. Yeah, she's so amazing, like so giving, so generous and you can't really do wrong, which is a bit stressful sometimes, <laughs> but she will always pull you in if she doesn't like it. So she's just very trusting of her dancers. And seeing her interact with everyone else, the way she has family life as well, and the way she interacts with her partner, Robin Fox, it's just beautiful. And I really, yeah, I really admire how she keeps the balance. You know, she never loses her cool <laughs> ever. Yeah. And my peers are just so beautiful they're just so humble and yet some of the best dancers I've ever seen and mm. I, for me that is number one as well like to be humble is go so far when they're not so up themselves that they you know can't see their talent is quite amazing <laughs> yeah yeah because there's a lot of that too there is and but do you know what the funny thing is the best dancers in the industry are very humble and it's the ones that are um, maybe a bit more insecure or feel a bit more like they need to, you know, dig for the jobs that you feel that kind of arrogance off. And, yeah, so it's quite interesting <laughs> that the ones who are most professional and the best are the humble ones. Yeah, because yeah, they're content. Yeah, they're content and they, I think they really embrace the, you know, this is my body, either you take it or you don't. Yeah, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah. That's a great attitude for life, full stop. Yes, yeah. I often use it not around my body, yeah. Um, although you can take it or leave it, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Um, but, you know, like I can't please everyone. That's it. You know, and either you're going to like me or you're not going to like me. Yeah. What's that What saying? can I do about it? Yeah, that, um, you know, you might be the ripest pear in the world, but there's going to be someone who doesn't like pears. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I was telling somebody about this recently and they said, um, yeah, actually, like, they're a people pleaser. Yeah big time and they're like yeah like when I think about it there are people that like Donald Trump and I was like exactly yeah and then I said and there were people that hated Barack Obama yeah you know like nobody can be everything for everyone like and that's really nice to think about in like a dance way as well it's like yeah 
They're either going to like your body and what it can do or not. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this person might not, but there's going to be someone, yeah. So you may as well push until you find that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honouring yourself and what you can do and what you can contribute. Yeah. And the most important, what you're interested in, you know. Like there's a lot of um, pressure to be this kind of very good technical dancer, but maybe you don't have an interest in that. And, yes, it's great to have that base. Yes, it's great to train in that way. And like I said, pick from all the fruits and get all the knowledge. But if you're not interested, find something you're interested in. Like, you know, maybe you really love hip-hop style and that will encourage new pathways in your body. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just... So what are the things you're interested in? I really, really like physical theatre. Yeah. And I feel like... It's not right now. Like right now I'm doing a lot of more dancing physical work, but I really, really enjoy having a character that I embody. That's my kind of passion is when there's a really clear intent and my I get to go there in my brain and kind of visualise it and become it in my body. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, that's my favourite. So that's something you might move more and more into. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel incredibly vulnerable (laughs) because I would actually really care, you know, Um, and it's also your interpretation out there for the world. But, yeah, I I definitely think probably later on, especially when my body starts giving out after all those years at ADP, (laughs) yeah, it might be soon. But, um, yeah, for now I'm quite happy to be learning different styles and kind of absorbing the physical natures of different people, yeah. Really cool. <laughs> What's next? Um, so I go to do pile of bones next week, and then I go to China with um, Gideon of Obzenaric, um for a show he's making with the Beijing Theatre, and it's alongside Dance North. So Amber Haynes is choreographing it. Yeah, which will be great because I love Amber and I love Gid. So <laughs> how long are you in China for? Two weeks. Wow. Not much, yeah. And then we come back and we work on uh, Dance North's new show called Dust, which looks – we've already done an, a development and they're doing one right now while I'm here, but it, it's really cool. I really am digging it. Yeah, it's going to be one hell of a show. Thank you for listening. Sam is a warm and genuine soul that had this final piece of advice. This is what I live by, right? Dancing is just flapping around in a studio. You know, so there's no reason to get caught up in who's who and what you're doing, you know, and get heady about it because you're just fucking like flapping around in a studio, you know, and someone's paying you and that's it. And so when it gets to weird stuff where it's like politics and it's, you know, and people are like, well, who's that and who's that? It just doesn't make sense. Like, who cares? Who really cares? <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend or better still, contribute some of your hard-earned money to keep delving into dance going. Better still, do both. You'll find a list of episode notes at delvingintodance.com. You'll also find interviews with many of the choreographers Sam has worked with, including Gideon Obazanic, Stephanie Lake and Lucy Guerin. Until next time, take care.